My first rifle was a 243. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me. And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand. I guess that's something you don't understand. Welcome y'all back to another episode of All American Wing Shooting Podcast. We have the one and only Shannon Nardi on today. <laughs> she is the gun dog legend. And not necessarily for what you've personally achieved, but I look at you and I think the things that you've created have opened the doors for the entire industry to have opportunity to achieve. And that is so Oh, thank you. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty lucky. You know, I kind of stepped into something that I knew nothing about 25 years ago, and it's just led me down this path. I've been really lucky. Well, I remember it was probably about a year and a half ago. I was listening to a bunch of Chad's podcasts on the foul life. And he never has a female on there. And so the year before I was on, you were on. And I'm like, man, this chick's got to be special to be on his <laughs> podcast. And, and you know, I was so new to the retriever world back then. Um, I, I knew about the SRS, but I had no idea of the history and the foundation of it. And I listened to your podcast with him and I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. We may not understand where we're going, but we had such a passion. Like I connected with your story so much and it has been a source of inspiration to me since I first heard awesome. his podcast. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good so to know. Where did you get started? How did that all come about? I mean, I, you know, by trade, I'm a, I worked in television. I produced, you know, tons of different things. Um, I edited a lot of different things. I worked for my father um, and my, my whole family has worked at that company at some point or another. And um, so we did all the basic, basically we did all the outdoor programming for ESPN. My dad was, uh, uh, big part of that creation of ESPN Outdoors, which started in the 80s. And that was just a, you know, a block of shows that happened every Saturday morning and eventually Sunday morning when the ESPN2 came about. We had uh, a block of shows that were bailed into us from all over, from different packagers, different outdoor programs. And we put them all together with like little features and stuff in between the shows and then we ship that to ESPN and that happened every week um, so we and then we actually did a handful of shows inside of that block like uh, one that I particularly worked on was Spanish Fly with Jose Heavy, and I worked on that show for six years uh, we did like my father's show Fishing Hall was on that um, I think I worked on that one year edited to that um, so we just had like a I, I, honestly at one time we were doing about twelve half hour shows and and uh, tournament type shows within the block during the year. So we were it was just all outdoors all day. So I was an editor and a producer, 
And then when we started, when we started hooking up with them, uh, with ESPN on doing the great outdoor games, I got put in the retriever venue. I didn't know anything about it. Didn't, didn't know what a retriever trial was. I knew that retrievers were, you know, the duck hunting companion and a duck retrieve and all that. But I didn't know there was actually a test or trial. So I learned about that and I'm honestly still learning about that. It's, it's a very, to me, it's a very difficult sport. Um, there's a lot of variables all the time. So um, I'm talking about that. And, uh, but I work at that venue and uh, was the associate producer on that venue. So I, I edited the programming after we got done shooting it. And, uh, and then that aired on the Great Outdoor Games. And, the, and, and that particular piece to the Great Outdoor Games really rated well on the network. Um, there are several things within that the great outdoor games, which was bass fishing, fly fishing, the timber sports, um, archery, shooting. And then there was in the dog arena, there was big air, which was the dock jumping. And there was retriever trials and there was fly ball and also agility. So there was four dog sports. Uh, retrievers was where I was. That, that rated so well. And I think it's because we really had not seen it on television nobody had really seen it at that time on television and definitely not seeing your dog um at a close-up with the camera you know seeing them close up and seeing their reactions and seeing them out the field really working and um so that was like a cool thing for people in the in the game and just that had never seen it and it rated well and then ESPN decided that we they wanted to hold a qualifier that was televised so we started televising that qualifier to get to the games. And that that was what was named Super Retriever Series. So we were basically a qualifier at the beginning. So oh my gosh. Like that is so cool because you had no idea when it started that it would turn into what it is today. No, 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 no. No, I really didn't. And I really feel like in the last in the last five years, really, it it's it goes to like little ebbs and flows, you know, it's like it go, does really well in the beginning. Then we kind of had that dip in the economy in like 2008. Um, so we kind of slowed down in that time. And then I think we were kind of progressing along that. Like 2019, it just started kicking in and it's grown a lot in the, since 2019. It's grown a lot. Like I think we had five or six events a year in 19. This year we have 30 events. Um, oh, so it's, my gosh. It's, it's gone, it's gone kind of nutty, <laughs> but it's so, a good thing. For me, which before, I guess I listened to your podcast, I knew of the SRS. I knew what HRC was, but I had only really participated in AKC. So when, when I showed right. up last month to your SRS event, it was exactly what I had envisioned. It's like the super Olympics of the dog world. <laughs> yeah. And the best of the best, not just the best handlers, but the best dogs are the ones that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody really, is a legend. Yeah. I really, you know, I, I respect all the dog games. I, you know, I learned about AKC and HRC. Uh, at, you know, when I first got into it and, and the differences and then like the field trials and the hunt tests and those differences. Um, and this game was kind of built as a hybrid of all those sports. And so, and we kind of have that in our rules that it's a high, you know, we have hybrid tests. So we may have a field trial and a hunt test in the same test. Um, 
So we're testing all those abilities in the dog, in the hunt test world and the field trial world. And then we also throw in a test of what we call hunt savvy. So there's an element of something that you would use in a hunting, actual hunting scenarios. It's a boat or a rough stand or a layout line. We're using some kind of, you know, aspect of the real hunting world. Um, so we, I look at our dogs that play this game as an all-around, all-game retriever. And then our dogs that win these things, to me, they're the best dogs in the world. All around, they are. And they'll say that, too. Those guys say that. You have to know all of it. You've got to be able to do all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is something to watch. And I feel that too the the atmosphere which man we had horrible weather right i mean who would have expected it to be 40 degrees and yeah yeah and but the atmosphere of it and the tailgating and the hangout at srs is so much fun for everybody yeah you get to come to the college event and that and that's something i'm super passionate about um and i've it's been a struggle to kind of build that because it's hard to find high school and college kids um, that are able to, you know, be around somebody who has a dog or have a dog of their own and train to that level. Um, we've changed those rules over the last few years to try to just get them involved. So we've now allowed them to take a dog from a pro trainer or an amateur trainer that's already got a really good dog and work with that dog. And it's really cool to see, you know, some of these kids um, that have never really done it and and team up with a dog at that level and play that game. And they come in, and you can see they're a little shy, a little intimidated in the beginning. You can feel that. Um, but by in two days, I, just two days, by the end of that thing, they're all smiles. Even if they win or lose, they're all smiles, and they're and they're hooked. You know, they, they're oh like, my oh, gosh. I want to do this. That's it. You know? Hooked is the word. And it was so funny for me to stand back with all the parents. I'm like, yeah. these parents are so proud of their kids and they have yeah. no idea what they're about to embark in. <laughs> you know, they think, exactly. oh, yeah, we'll just get a dog. And I'm like, some of these kids are running dogs that are ranked in the top five right now in the oh, nation. Yeah. It's like they're running Ferraris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, if the parents only knew the price tag of what this was right now. To recreate yeah, what, what, it, you know, because, what it's going to and what it's going to cost them in the future. <laughs> yeah, because the, once the kid has experienced that, that's that's their standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole and it, yeah, and, and I get I kind of forget that sometimes too. You know, I'm always around all these guys and these dogs, and um, and you go back to puppy world and get a get a young dog, and it's like, yeah, you got a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well. That was another thing that was so impressive to me is the rockstar trainers giving their time, investing in the next generation, investing yeah. in outreach and mentorship like they did for this yeah. event. And uh, everybody was just so happy and cheering each other on and stuff. It was, it was a whole nother. Yeah, it, it really perspective. is they're all really rooting for each other. And I really hated that we had such bad weather because really that, that event with, you know, we'd done it for five years and this was the first time we had rain. Uh, Cause usually we were really all kind of, everybody's all kind of together, like you know, all watching and all root each other on. And the kids kind of 
build friendships, you know, with each other. Um, this was the first time we were in that area. Uh, we had been, we'd been doing it in, at Pepper's Pond the last four years, and we moved to Georgia. And um, and that was really good because we got a whole new group of guys that played, um, mentors and kids. And uh, so I'm we're trying to figure out the best place to put that where we can get both groups there. Uh, and we may just have to juggle around each year. But um, we had some new people this year, so I was really glad to see that. And, and that's what I – I have to count on the guys, like the pro – pro trainers and the amateur pro or the amateur trainers uh, to be able to, you know, find a kid or their own child and bring them with the dog, you know, uh, the more I can get that out there. And I think those guys really do have fun with it. I think they enjoy it. They're actually coaching from the line. So it's like, a, it's really kind of different. Um, there's no game that we've ever played that they get to do that. Where they're literally at the line coaching a kid during an actual test. And I think they kind of like that. And um, so I'm just going to get the word out more and try to get some of these pro trainers and amateur trainers that have dogs and, you know, find a high school and college kid and come play because they really, really learn a lot. And it's a lot of fun. And they just meet a lot of, you know, they meet lifelong friends at this thing. Oh yeah. That is, that's so true because once you get hooked in the gun dog world, like there's no turning back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is true. So you're actually in the car right now. Yeah. So I've been UKC stuff. I've, yes. I've been at the UKC premier, which is their all breed sports. Uh, it's like their biggest all breed sports event, which is, you know, all the, um, um, like agility and lure coursing and precision coursing and weightful. It's all their sports. And then they have confirmation show. So, you know, it's just like a week full of tons of different sports happening all day every day and then we did live we did like a live show um of the confirmation in the evening and that's a lot of fun so you see like hundreds of different dog breeds it's it's just really crazy but it's a lot of fun and so i do the live i do a lot of live for ukc and some long content work for them so what does that look like what long content or the yeah uh so uh it's like just longer stories, story building. Um, so they're not like shorts, they're, they're longer stories. So right now, when I get back, I finally have some time. I've just finished SRS shows and I've finished um, mostly that, but I shot a bunch of stuff on the uh, American field events in uh, February. So their national championship was at Thames uh, Plantation. So I shot there all week. And so I'll start trying to build a story about that group of, um, you know, that group of gun dogs in this in that whole sport that is so awesome so you showcase everything within the srs you've teamed up with the ukc using all of your production skills and writing skills yep. and dog knowledge all these things just to educate people and then highlight the people that are de- like living their life yeah. dog right yeah exactly it's exactly right <laughs> what a life yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't complain. <laughs> okay, so when when you were doing the um the ESPN show with the outdoor games and and that was your intro into gun dogs, right? Yes. Yes. So what when did you or how long did it take you before you had your own and then what did you start doing with your dogs? Uh it didn't take me 
really long. I, I, I got Gio, who was my first, I mean, I had a retriever at home when I shot the games, but she was just a couch retriever. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't even know that she could do that. And I felt guilty when I got home. I was like, Oh my gosh, you could have, you could have done this sport. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. And I felt bad, you know, <laughs> but she was my first, you know, Je- that was Jezebel. And she was my, like my kid's dog and just our family dog. But after the second year at the games, I also produced a show called water dog at that time. That's where I met Chad. Um, Cause we covered him. And, um, that was a waterfowl show, uh, just following a guy and a dog around, Justin Yellow. We followed him around all over the country and just hunted ducks in every part of the world or part of the United States. And um, so at that time, I was working on water dog and super retriever series. So everything was really based around waterfowl. Um, and I got Gia, I think, in probably the second year after I got going in that, at, at two years 2002 is when I got her. And then I tried to, I just, you know, I was around all the best trainers in the world. You know, I was just around everybody that I trained with and, and did the games with and all that. So I, I just had their help training her. I got her through an HR title. I never got her past her finish title because she, she never would honor. She just, was, she'd always break on the bucket. So I never got, I got that CH. Uh, but I, I went through her, uh, her whole life. And I had puppies with her and had a, kept one of her babies, Whoopsie. And then, uh, and at that, when I had Whoopsie, I was just too busy. I just never, she was just, she traveled with me. She was wherever I was and she had some training, but she was never, I never gave her what she probably deserved. because I was just so busy. Um, and now I have Peach and she is got her HR title. And we're working on that. So are you, you're running her on everything? You're not sending her off and. No, I, I try. I do take her to a trainer when I'm on the road, just because I know she's going to have more fun there than she would at a boarding place. So she's yeah. actually, a, she's actually a Beau Brewer's place right now, Ridgemark Retrievers. She's been there for probably, I don't know, six to seven weeks. And he just puts her in the lineup and lets her, lets her go. And, um, I'm picking her up tomorrow. So I haven't seen her in seven weeks. I'm excited. But she usually goes with me unless I'm just really on the road a lot. I feel like she's going to be kenneled in the car. Or, you know, it's just, I just feel like she's happier doing something. Aren't they so much happier when they get to go to camp? I've, I'm feeling yeah. guilt this summer. I'm like, man, I had every intention of just shipping littles off and being ready for duck season. And now I waited a little too late. So maybe she'll make it by the tail end. But switching gears from the pheasant dog studying her up and, and just putting signals on her and stuff is i look forward to that because it makes them even a better hunter in the pheasant field yeah 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 of course yeah it's fun i like working with my own dogs i, I you know and i think if anybody can it, i think it really builds that i don't know it really builds a connection um when you're trying when you're training your own dog because you just start understanding every single thing you know everything they're saying to you without even talking to you You know that's so it's so cool (laughs) i I mean i get exactly why you got sucked in because the same exact thing happened to me i was all about the pointers and i remember hunting in south dakota the first time with a buddy's dogs and 
and him and some of his friends. And I thought, there's no way that I'll get my dogs out because they cannot do this. And, (laughs) and I was like, I just amazed, you know, and it, and not that our um, pointers don't go through hunt tests or don't have, you know, higher training than what mine do, but it, it was just a whole different world. And I loved, I loved the speed of it. I loved the personalities of the labs. Like I just never was exposed to the hunt test world in the South. Um, it, it, you know, I had to get out of here because I was just so heavily involved in the pointer world. So yeah, it, it was something. And then it's never ending. Like, the the training and the opportunity and the potential of the retriever world is literally never ending it really isn't and I really feel like the whole retriever world and the whole retriever game and as a whole has just really grown so much I and all the different organizations are, are busting at the seams with people competing and running tests and trials and you know and it's like once that all kind of runs down the end of May or the end of November, it's duck season. So, you know, it's like I call all the stuff we do um, from February to November is like fake hunting. And then <laughs> the real hunting season, real hunting comes in at like November through the end of January. And then we go back to fake hunting again. <laughs> but it is just a cycle. It's just, it just doesn't stop. It does not There's stop. There's nothing fake about it, though. I mean... I was so amazed watching those dogs run for youth handlers with zero experience. Like I was there with Carter because, um, you know, he's down at Mossy Pond and and Axe was on his trailer. And I was like, okay, well, three hours, we can go hang out with Axel for the weekend. We're going. So I packed up (laughs) Tater Bug and brought one of our friends. So I... I got to meet Blaine Tarnacki finally. He literally yeah, yeah. lives 30 minutes from me. And he's the Boykin guy, right? I mean, I know he does more than Boykins, but that's what he's known for. And so yeah, yeah. I've just yeah. never been in the Boykin world. And I and I knew exactly who he was. He's trained dogs for so many of my friends. So we had to go all the way to SRS to meet Blaine. And so it's super cool because he's opened up. Um, we may actually host an event. So I think I'll do a ladies event in late summer at Mossy Pond for, um, you know, like dog intros and shooting intros. And, and, you know, they have a great place to take dogs that aren't able to get into hunting season or to, to do the pregame hunting season with their plantation style hunts down there. And then, uh, Blaine and I are talking about doing another ladies intro into dogs and wing shooting here at his place so I had so much happen even though I didn't have a dog in the game at SRS I literally came just to experience it and and bring one of our family friends to get involved just she's uh she'll be a freshman in college next year and yeah and I was like you will love this and now she's got a trainer to coach her right here next to the house oh yeah good 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 we've got uh, other events coming in so I just didn't expect that. I just kind of went just to take it all in and lo and behold, like doors open there. And so I'm super excited. I don't know if I will ever have a dog on the SRS track or if I will ever get to handle a dog within that organization, but I love it so much. 
and I know Hallie Joe does too. It's like, we, we don't care if we're running dogs or not. We just like being there. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. It's a good atmosphere. Um, and I really do feel like everybody really, uh, really they're competitive and they're competitors. And so you get that, but they're also, they can take that competitive side down and be friends. You know, everybody still really supports each other in this industry. I feel like. Well, coming out of the tournament hunting world, it was not a spectator sport. I mean, half the time you couldn't really all see the field and it was highly competitive. So yeah. uh, I think that's part of this that I've kind of embraced is like, I think everybody should be like with team colors on and tailgating for their dog. Well, that was like, when we first did the college event, we did do that. We, I really impressed on them to wear their school colors. And I want to try to get back to that. Um, you know, we had the COVID year in the middle of us trying to do that. It really shut it down. We had to kind of had to rebuild again. Um, but I was just talking to some of the some of the people after after this event. I said, you know, next year I really want our Friday night. You know, we have a meet and greet on Friday night, and I really want that to be a tailgate. And I want everybody to sport their flag from their school or their colors or their you know, and try to make it more of a college feel. Um, and, and kind of get people involved in that aspect as well. Um, and then kind of continue. And I, and I really do think that this thing will grow. I just think we got hit in the middle of that with a bad couple of years and now we're rolling again. So I just got to figure out how to get into one place that everybody can get to, you know, it's easy. Centrally located. Yeah. 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 I mean, Pepper's Palm is really good. That first year we had a lot of people. We had people from South Dakota. We have people from Missouri, Texas, Louisiana, you know, Georgia. So we we really hit a big wide span of folks, you know. But the other thing is these kids graduate and then you're starting all over. You know, you're guys are trying to find kids or, or their kids graduated. Uh, so it's uh, it's not it's an ongoing thing. Try to keep building the recruiting. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. it, it's just the coolest way of, um, a, it's a non-traditional way of recruiting new hunters and shooters because. Exactly. It totally is. I, and I just fell in love with it because everything that started me in this industry was around the dog. So for all yeah. these people to come in, you know, the, the people that were running with Carter, they're like, well, we don't have a dog. We're, we're not even hunters or whatever i'm like oh my gosh the love of the dog yeah. will change your life yep yep well i think his kids too like uh well, i think her name is ashley and she was uh a two-time state golf champion she had never run a dog but i think she's getting a dog <laughs> and, and and uh will be on that track and you know all, all these kids that get the experience of experience that experience working with a dog like that they may you know graduate college and get married and kind of do life but I think they'll you know if they really truly love it they'll come back to it, you know um because it is a really fun sport super fun and it's challenging it's challenging it is and anybody can get involved so if you're listening and you're like man this just sounds so tempting yeah totally. search the SRS is, is it super retriever series.com Yep, yep, you can go there and, uh, or you can get on our Facebook page, Super Retriever Series, or Instagram, whatever. You can reach out. I usually handle all that. You can reach out to me and I'll, 
I, we will find you a coach. And we say that on our, in our rules too. If you don't have a coach or you don't have a dog, we will find you. Yeah. Find we know a lot, of, a lot of guys, I know guys that are looking too, that don't, you know, have a college student or a high school student. So I can always put those two together based on where they're located, where they live. It's, uh, and we do that a lot. So. So the work is done. All you got to do is just say you want to, you want to get involved and the network is already in place. Yep. That's right. I'm just waiting on Hallie Joe to get to high school. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy, my oldest, she, she is chair of Ducks Unlimited at UGA this year. So I know she's going to come back home. She needs to do that. Yeah. Cause she was supposed to show up with you before. And something happened with her schedule. And um, so anyways, like it's yeah, going to be need to get hard her, for their chapter. Yep. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd so what, what has all of these doors that have opened that are just so surprising to you? Because when you start with your dad's company, it's not like you said, man, I want to be like queen of the gun dog world and <laughs> so involved with the UKC. I mean, when you look back and, and just see how your life has turned out, like, what are you most proud of? What, what, what amazes you the most about what you've accomplished? Well, I mean, like I said, I feel like I got lucky falling into the right hands and the right people and the right people that trained me to be, and to learn the knowledge and stuff that I have now. Again, I'm still learning, um, but I just, I'm proud of the, I'm really proud of SRS. I feel like I hung in there, but that was, a, it's been a long time, and I feel like now it's really, really good, and um, I'm proud that I hung in, and I'm proud of the people that I have around me that have guided me through it, um, because they do have a lot of these guys that I have that help me on, on our rules committee and our board that that know the game and know the sport and, and really you know, kind of help me through that. And I'm, I am proud of that. I'm also really thankful that I did get involved with um, just the, the retriever world and the waterfowl world. They're kind of one and the same to me. Um, I was, you know, one of my greatest, what I feel like my greatest time and my best thing I ever did was water dog. I absolutely love that. Um, I enjoy going to all the different areas to hunt, and, you know, with different waterfowl birds and different people and their dogs and how they worked and in that hunting situation. So, you know, I, I'm actually, I feel like I'm probably every guy's uh, envy because I got to hunt in places that most people don't ever get to hunt. And so that's truly a blessing to be able to do that. Um, so I'm proud of all that and i um, glad that I got to do it. And I don't know, I guess that's it. <laughs> that's great. And, you know, being a female too, I know that you're the same way. Like we were raised in these worlds. So we don't, I mean, I wasn't raised in the dog world, but I was raised in the hunting world. And I just never thought anything about being a girl in the hunting world. I do. I do think that's different. I, and I still think that today, as far as like, as a television producer, which is what I really love to do. And I really, I really haven't been able to tone in on a story. Like when I did Water Dog, I, I did that for 10 years. So it was like, we built a story about a guy and his dog from the time she was young 
until the time that she wasn't, you know. So, and in all our trips and trials and tributes and, and people we met and all that was super cool. And I got to tell that story. And I always felt like that story was different. And I, I, I didn't know why for a long time, but I look back at it now and I think it's because it's a female's perspective. You know, I looked at that whole thing very differently than what guys look at that as, you know, like that's their, those guys go on a hunt with their friends, or, you know, whether it's on a trip with their buddies somewhere different or just in their, you know, down the road where they go all the time. That's their outlet. That's what they love to do. It's kind of like our shopping weekends with our girlfriends. It's That's their deal. Um, and I even made a point to when I did go on these hunts to be there when I needed to be there and then just not be there because that's their time, you know, and they like to be together and be guys. So, but I do think that the whole story of the hunt and, and uh, how I looked at that was always very different than any hunting show I've ever watched because, you know, they're just, it's, it's just different how I see it, how they see it. And I don't even know how to explain that, but I, I do see it. I I get what you're saying because I do think that my interpretations are a bit different because I'm always the only female at camp too. And then yesterday I had a podcast with um, Andy Wayman and he's an outdoor writer and he's written his second book about the uplands. He lives in, in um, Idaho and when we got done, he was like, I've done all kinds of podcasts, but this one was so different. And I'm like, well, it's because I'm a female and exactly. and I never exactly. pull the female card or I never talk about like the differences or whatever. I mean, I don't feel equal to the guys that I hunt with, but I can still hold my own, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it is the perception and the, and the things that we value are just they just are different. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I totally agree with you 100%. I really do. I, that is a, it's a hard thing to explain. I think you just know it. Um, but I, I, when I did that waterfowl show, Water Dog, I really felt like I sensed that emotional bond between the guy and his dog, whether it was the, the guy. Justin and Yellow, their bond was really super tight, and I sensed that heavily. And even when we hunted with somebody else, you know, and their dog, you always, I always sensed that bond. Um, and I think a lot of people growing up was just like they see somebody's dog, and it's like it doesn't, they don't have a, they don't have an attachment to another dog, but they do have an attachment to their dog, and most hunters do. So it's like part of the family. to pull that emotion into um, into that that waterfowl story as well as the story itself, just the hunt itself. But I always try to pull that emotional bond in there. Um, and I do think that's more of a female outlook than it is a male. Yeah, we tend to get, get all in the feels a little bit. And I can tell too <laughs> that I think the older that I get, the more I uh, 
function in my feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm all about the feels and loving this life because I just, I, I daily, um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity because I feel like it fell out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool world to be in. We, we, we're lucky to be in this, in the outdoor field. I, I really am glad. That, and I was raised that way. So, I mean, I never knew anything much different. Um, the hunting world was very different to me. And that happened from the games because I was more in the fishing world. You know, like everything around me growing up was fishing. Uh, so I've got, I've had the best of both. So that's, that's been pretty cool. Yeah, I, I know. I, no one in my family, even though they were deer hunters and turkey hunters, they don't resonate with the dogs and the wet, the wet, stinky dog is like the thing that I celebrate the most, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, are the, those, those are the best kind, the wet ones. And so, yeah. um, yeah, it's it's crazy how until you get bit by the bug, it's it's kind of like a foreign language, but then there's no turning back. And so the cool thing about it that I love sharing over and over and over is there's room for everyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is. I mean, like, I mean, you have to start like in SRS, you have, definitely have to start um, at a lower level to build, or, build your way up to that, which is, you know, for me, I look at like AKC and HRC as those you know, they have a beginning level and, and that's where you can start um, and you can continue on and keep going up or you can stay where you're at. And that's cool, too. So I think I just think as long as you're doing something with your dog, I think that's super cool, you know, um, because I think the dogs love it. I think they like doing something. Oh, they're bred for it, built for it, born for yeah. it, for sure. And you can tell, like, I can tell the personality oh, yeah. change and my dog just... Oh from summer to winter oh yeah yeah she's bored yeah like i think the dogs all know when they're going to train when they're going to test they definitely know when they're going to test and and we're going to hunt they know the difference between those three um and you you see that in their just the way they act when you're on your way there you know so it's super cool Oh my gosh. And then you, so many people don't want to send their dog off to a trainer. Right. And it's like, no, like they're not going to get the spoiledness, all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Carter killed me. So we're over there. He pulled the awning out because it was pouring, you know, so that we could kind of set up camp under the awning and stay a little dry. And so Axel's running around and he pulls out a toy. I'm like, are you going to give him a toy? You know, and I went like straight into mom mode, <laughs> giving my dog a toy. <laughs> and, and usually, you know, you would think it was the other way around. And he was like, when you bring your kids out, you're not going to let them have toys to keep them busy or whatever. And I'm like, what? You know, and it was hilarious because usually it's completely the other way around where the trainer's more disciplined yeah, or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. And Carter's like, you need to that's chill awesome. out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it was I, love fun. Carter. I, I got to meet i got to meet carter for the first time at that event i talked to him and i you know i'm following him all the score sheets a lot so i but i got to meet him in person at that event for the first time so i enjoyed that 
Yeah, it, it is hilarious. Like, I mostly know, for me, I mostly know the guy, the dog names. Like, I know the dog names before I know the owner or the handler most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense with your position. But I tell you what, it, it brings a whole new spin on life when um, <laughs> you're centered around dog games and dog people and I don't know it's just like we come back to North Georgia and nobody really in our circle here is involved with it and we just miss it it's like we we can just yeah, yeah. pack our bags and get back on the road and I'm yeah. just so appreciative for what you put together because it, it opens doors for people like me that says man I love this I love the life I'm so addicted to it but I don't know I don't know enough to just strike out on my own and so until somebody just takes that first step and says hey like this is something I'm interested in there's a whole wide world out there for help and so I just feel like oh, yeah, it's limitless because you've put you've put it all together all we got to do is show up yep that, that's right yeah, there's t- there's so much like in all the organizations, there's so much help, um, and like most most areas have a you know a training group or a, a training club, AKC and a- and HRC. Uh, but I'm part of my own club in Little Rock, and I'm still part of that club. And uh, and they have training days, and you know you can take your puppy with there and start your puppy being around people and learning the game and learning how to run test and trial and stuff so there's there's so many places to go and get started with that but i and i i just highly recommend it it's a lot of fun people are always good people and you know it's just fun to have just be around all the other dogs and watch them progress and build confidence within your own self yeah. to know number one you're oh, not yeah. the only one experiencing an exactly. issue or a hurdle but then you also have the confidence to say man i did that right and i figured it out on my own and you got people cheering yeah. you on yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's yeah. very much what all these clubs are like. They really are. Well, what is your big goals for like the next five years? Where do you want to take these things? Um, How the I really, you? you know, I, I think for SRS, I really want to really hone in on the college event. I really want that to grow. Uh, we're talking about starting some, um, uh, maybe three or four events a year where we start at a lower level and try to try to teach these people the game at a lower or a, not, I shouldn't say dumbed down version, but just a lower level version um, of the SRS game. So we're, we're, I'm kind of throwing that around right now. We're, I've been talking to a guy that we actually kind of developed this 10 years ago and we put it on the back burner just because we didn't have time to fit it in or do it. But we're talking about that again. So that I hope to, kind of build that in the next five years uh we're growing so much that i just feel like we're going to have to have some kind of growth um change i don't know what that is yet but like you know when we started this thing the game at the games we had 12 dogs that we competed with that was the that was the super bowl it was 12 dogs 12 teams we started holding qualifiers for that but it was always 12 teams up until probably i don't know 2010 maybe we stayed with 12 dogs in our championship and now this year I have 88 dogs right now qualify for the championship um so going from 12 to 88 in a 10-year span is a lot and um 
So I got to, we got to figure that out <laughs> because when we do our championship, we, we have a full week to do that. And, um, and that's with like, you know, 50 to 60 dogs because we live stream the entire event. So we, on day one, we live stream all day for five days until we get to our finals. And so it's a lot of production going on, um, which also, you know, hangs up the whole test and, and moving from one thing to the other because we're setting up and doing that for, for um, live stream and television and stuff like that. So it does take a little bit longer than a normal test, you know. But um, so we'll have, we'll, I think we'll have a lot of growing pains in the next few years, which is a good thing. We, I have a great bunch of guys that helped through that and we feel like we're on a really good right track on that but you know we're just going to continue to grow and build the best sport in the world <laughs> I love it well you definitely started running right out of the gate because it's something to see it's something to experience and I know that you guys have wrapped up for this season. So as soon as next year's schedule gets posted, I can't wait to see how it fits into my schedule. Well, well, you'll know that the college event's always on. We're keeping that on Memorial Day weekend. And that's mostly because the kids kind of voted that that way. They just felt like it was the best weekend for that. So I'm going to try to keep the college event on that weekend. And then the rest of the event, I mean, we pretty much started for duck season ends, which is February. We start in the south. And then we, we're actually still going right now. I have a, an event this weekend in Habitat Flats in Missouri. Oh, yeah. We're pretty much, so we're pretty much weekend to weekend until September. Like we're, oh, we're running. So you do go through the summer. It just isn't yeah, in the we, south. Yeah, we do. It's just not in the south. Yeah, we're like in, we're in northern Missouri right now. We'll go to um, Ohio and Minnesota, Kentucky. And then we kind of work our way back down to, I think we have our last event in at Firewater Farms in Arkansas. Um, and then the first weekend in October, which you should come to, is the Crown Championship. And that's 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 the cream de la cream. Oh, yeah. We do have that on the schedule right now. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. And, and it's 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 a lot of fun in the beginning. And then it gets serious. It gets intense competition. So but it's, it's a lot of fun. How many dogs will compete during that weekend? I have 88 dogs qualified right now. So uh, and we still have we still have probably 10 events or eight events, maybe. Um, I can't really remember. Um, I'm, I'm a little past halfway through the season, so I have probably eight to 10 events left. Um, a lot of those will double qualify when we get towards the end. I feel like there's some double qualifications, but we're also going to some new areas. So um, hopefully we'll get some, you know, new fo- folks in there that that win and. And then we then then we'll just start. Everything starts with crown prep. Like I'll start crown prep here in the next few weeks, just with everything that has to go in to build that. I really I really am proud of that because that's a event that you know it's a championship event, but we really try to gear it towards our competitors, our owners, um, the families. Um, we've really tried to build some pieces into things like our big hats and bow high, bow ties um, evening, which is a lot of fun. That's a owners recognition it's like we recognize all our owners at that little gala and then we have our banquet so I really try to make that very family and fun and uh kind of the kickoff before our week of serious competition you know but that's a lot of fun you really should try to come to that and stay a few days because that you'll learn you'll learn a lot I don't want to miss that party especially well, that, if I that, qualify you you um 
you that keeps it off. So you need to come to that when the party starts and then stay a couple of days and you'll see some, you know, you'll see it when it's a full field. And then we start making cuts as we go through. But, uh, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good week. Well, that is so exciting. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on and absolutely. Thank you for having me. SRS and the dog world. And I hope that people just feel inspired by your story because once again, like there's another, another testimony saying I fell in love with a dog and you've literally like conquered the world <laughs> because <laughs> of the love of the dog. It's it, you just never know where that's going to take. It. And it's so redundant, but I just can't take that for granted. Yeah. I, I would have never thought this is what I would be doing my whole life. I, I really didn't. I wouldn't have never said this in the beginning. Well, it's I'm exciting to watch you. you from afar and you're posting all of your events that you're at. And, um, and now like that I'm back into the dog world and doing my podcast. And like, I had Todd from UKC on and all this stuff. It's like, every yeah, time yeah. somebody else is like, Oh, have you met Shannon yet? I'm like, finally, you can put us together. <laughs> that, was so yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right. Well, good luck for the rest of your season. And we will definitely make it out to another SRS event before it's over. Yes, please. All right. If anyone has questions on how to get your kid involved or how to get you involved, or if you're interested in um, getting a dog involved, you can always reach out to Shannon through her website or social media, and she would be happy to to put you in touch with, with the best fit for you. Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me